0: Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics. And Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of 5-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift. But also, you you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. I'm tuning in just after, like fresh after, I mean one minute after a therapy session. And my God, I truly cannot promote and recommend therapy enough. When you find the right therapist, it's one of the most supportive, safe experiences of my life. And as I said, Could not recommend it enough. At the end of the session, I was telling her, I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about in this podcast episode because I've just been speaking to you for the past 45 minutes. She's like, No, no, no. Now your brain's all relaxed. You're ready to go. And such a good perspective shift because now I am in a headspace where I've cleared out all the extra noise and I can tune into you in a relaxed state of being. Because sometimes you can tell my episodes, I am shouting out the noise at you I'm never shouting I'm never shouting but you can tell that I have a lot of background chatter in my head and I just need to get it out and that's kind of what the episode is and I think that there is value to that of these random sporadic experiences that are clearly taking space up in my brain but I'm proud to say those are gone and now you have me in a more focused state which is one of my favorite states to be in as someone who has ADD. Focus is a major theme in my life. I'm oftentimes evaluating experiences or moments based on whether or not I'm focused on them and I do find myself to be naturally a more present person and not often distracted but I do find it easy to be distracted when I'm alone. The I've talked about this before it's a little side tangent but driving down something like Sunset Boulevard with ADD where you're seeing all the billboards and the colors. I mean, driving in New York City, video game, crazy. Uh, But being focused is one of my favorite experiences. I love being fully zoned into a moment where you completely lose track of time and space because you were just expanding in this one, one little moment or long moment. I don't know. And I know it's hard, but having tools like journaling or like therapy or just a conversation with friends, or if you express yourself through art, or if you get out some of this chatter through exercise, there's a lot of ways to get rid of it um, or clear it out. It's like wiping the countertop of your brain. You're just getting rid of the extra dust or the extra, like that little sticky spot from when you were pouring your coffee and you wipe it and now you just have a clean slate and you're excited to be in your kitchen and cook because, it's not distracting. It's not kind of gross, Darius. That's gross is maybe not the word I should use, but it's nice. We also talked about a couple ideas for my future, which has been an ongoing question mark in my head. Off and on, I'm looking for a challenge. I really want to do something difficult, and I'm not really sure what that looks like. And we came up with several options. And I wanna, I wanna elevate and. The elevation I'm looking for is not in the vein of getting a good haircut or updating my makeup routine. There's a time and place for all of that, but I want to learn the law. I want to be more politically active. I want to explore areas that were maybe out of my league and level up in that sense. Are any of you guys in the medical field? Are any of you guys lawyers? Are any of you politicians? Do I have any politicians or are politically active listeners i would love to chat if you're pre-law let me know i just want to know what that experience is like because that is so badass and i know it's hard and i know it's tedious and i have so much respect for you especially if that's your passion I just want to know i want to know i have been getting sidetracked where i'm thinking what do i want to do with my days i have these certain days during the week that are a little bit more free than others you know where it's like oh there's a couple days a week that are a little lighter getting to the point of looking at different hobbies that I have and thinking how can I turn that into a career when it's definitely something that I could just do or offer as a service once a week or once a month because I love hiking I love being outside so I've thought, okay, what if I guided hikes? What if there were at Lexi hike with at Lexi or something like that? That could be a business idea, but I'm like, that could also just be a monthly excursion or event that I host. It doesn't need to be my whole livelihood. So I'm just thinking of something else. Uh, as I've said in the last maybe two or three episodes that I've just been slightly more aware of the collective than I have individually. And maybe that's just because I had a lot going on in my personal life, and as that's slowly clearing out, I'm less introspective on my own individual level and looking more at all of us, the planet that we live on, the time, the spaces that we live in within the planet, what those look like, what our interests are, where the future has been taking us, what are the industries that have taken priority and precedent and what's lucrative and what is necessary and all of those sorts of things. And I used to fear getting too political on my podcast because it was supposed to be girl talk, advice, big sister chats. And it's like, okay, realistically, if you were my younger sister, if you were my little brother, I'd want to talk about, I'd be like, you're growing up. It's time that we talk about the environment. It's time that we talk about women's rights. And that's not going to be the major focus. I'm not looking to have a political podcast, but It would be a disservice for me to not value your intellect in these areas, to believe that you don't care about those. There's so much to talk about. In the last episode, I believe we discussed AI, maybe two episodes ago. And yeah, it's super scary, blah, blah, blah. Like, what if we have AI robots taking microplastics out of the ocean? What if we have them planting trees? What if we have them helping against environmental destruction. There's got to be some shifts that we can make, you know? There is the angry activist, but then there's also just the activist. When I was 18 and first moved out on my own, I was so gung-ho about saving the world. A lot of us are. Teenage angst, being driven into anarchy or world change of sorts whatever direction you end up going that's natural and normal but it made me so angry and fast forward almost a decade I have interest with less anger there's confusion there's anger sometimes but I was angry at other people instead of the system and I was taking the anger out on you know when I was vegan I was mad at my friends who weren't vegan I was mad at my friends who were vegetarians I was like really you can give up meat but you can't give up cheese so you're weak you know someone needed to punch me in the face (laughs) now I have my head out of my ass (laughs) truly which it was just stuck in there my god I was insufferable I know that I also had my own personality and and was myself on top of that but that aspect of me had to have been insufferable however I was around other people my own age and you know they were probably in that headspace of their own a little bit at this point I have a lot more curiosity than I do anger. I would like a greater understanding so I can find little pockets where action could be taken rather than having this overarching umbrella of anger and resentment. Now I'm just trying to get to know things a little bit more, to learn a little bit more, not to find more reasons to point the finger at people, but more reasons to just have these conversations in my head and then of course in person but I've always believed in encouragement through suggestions of additions and by that I mean for example I've always thought it was more effective to tell someone how valuable and nutritious blueberries are than to villainize candy and tell people how carcinogenic and toxic candy is Because if I'm hearing how bad candy is, I'm just going to think like, fuck, why do I like candy? Why is it so good? I want it. Oh, it's so bad. I mean, if I'm already doing damage, I may as well just do more damage, like this self-sabotaging behavior. Whereas when I hear, oh my God, blueberries are full of antioxidants and antioxidants help with the slowing of of aging. And wow, if I eat blueberries, I might be a milk. (laughs) Which one would you rather hear? Would you rather hear me talk about, this is how I'm going to become a MILF, this is my diet. We're going to make sure every single day we have blueberries. We're going to make sure every single day we have fish. We have, I'm making things up, but like we have olives. And so then you're going on your grocery list and you're like, gotta get those, gotta get these. As opposed to me saying, never eat this, never eat that, never eat that or that or that. That's going to be the one that's not going to have a positive or long-lasting impact on me it's going to put me in a wrong direction. Whereas the first one, that's exciting to me. So ideally, I'd want to bring that same approach to if I'm ever discussing something political on the podcast. Of course, I'm a human, and if I have an opinion, it might just slip out. But I'd like to be a little bit more conscious of when I am bringing something up. I want to be mindful of my approach. So that's been on my mind. And on my Instagram, normally I ask for questions, but I also wanted to to see what's been on your mind lately and i just want to take a look it was time for me to create a website it was a long time coming i have a ton of graphic design that i've made back in the day thumbnails i've made for youtube youtube videos hosting gigs that i want to be able to show as a portfolio so i made one on squarespace and this podcast is brought to you by squarespace it truly is such a user-friendly experience when it comes to making websites. If you have no idea where to start, they can make it look gorgeous for you. It's very user-friendly. But then if you also have a very specific vision, you're able to do that here as well. They also have email campaigns. You can easily collect all of your email subscribers on your site and then build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. You can introduce your brand to subscribers with welcome emails or announce an upcoming sale or send your top customers a discount code. There's built-in analytics that measure the impact of every send. Head to squarespace.com Lexi and save 10% off on your first purchase of a website or domain using code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E. This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving your time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com l-e-x-i-e first one is from Jayla Cape. She's thinking about how short life is. How are we supposed to decide what life we want to live? When I was younger, I definitely thought this, like, oh my god, do I want to be by the beach, or do I want to be a city girl, or do I want to live abroad, or do I want to be home near my family? How do I pick? You just have to pick one thing, and yes, life is so short, but life is also very long. I've done my New York City chapter, I've done Los Angeles twice, and I still feel like a baby. Let's say, for easy math, I live till I'm 90 years old, and I got married when I'm 25, and then I'm just in my house, settled with my roots for the next 65 years. I'm spending almost three-fourths of my life doing the same thing and one fourth growing up. Like I just grow up for one fourth of my life in the next three fourths nearly. I'm I'm just doing the same old, same old. I'm twenty seven right now and there is still a chapter to be abroad, to be working on a farm in Hawaii, picking mangoes and planting more. I can be married and divorced and married again and married a third time if I want. Life is short in the grand scheme, but for you to have stress about, like, oh, God, do I want to live in the country or the city? Yeah. There's time for you to do both. There absolutely is. Someone else, let's see her username, because I was talking to one of you guys, and you're like, I asked questions, and I kind of miss when you said the usernames. I think her name was Taylor, so Taylor, this one's for you. Kenzie Hewan said that she's stressed about her career path, and she's 21. You're a baby, and... There are so many, similarly to what I just was saying where there's so many different chapters of life, you can also have so many career paths. I could be a YouTuber and then I could be a software engineer and then I could go into politics. You could be an athlete. You might be so good at sports and then you go to college for sports and then you go pro and then you develop a homeware line. You could be the guy who wrote Ice Ice Baby and then be a carpenter. There's no stress pick something just take a small step forward it doesn't need to be a giant leap if you're ready to take the leap take it you know no nerves about that but if you're just not sure you can take a timid step forward small step is still a step someone said anonymous please some of my friends keep not inviting me out so i'm looking for new friends to replace them is that wrong of me i feel guilty but they suck at the moment sometimes friends suck It happens. Sometimes we suck. That also happens. I do believe if I wasn't invited, I wasn't supposed to be there. I try not to have jealousy about it. I try not to have any anger about it. When I'm wanted, I'm wanted. And if I wasn't, that's a part of life that I'm fine accepting. Rejection can be divine protection. If your friends are kind of pushing you away, maybe it's so you can have space for something better and they're not really the friends that you're meant to go into the next chapter with. That being said, this is a common thing you know you're thinking to yourself god i'm never invited anywhere all my friends hate me i'm the annoying one no one likes me they hate me and they'd rather hang out without me or they invite you and you never come out they host you're never the ones hosting you come over and then bring nothing to the table and they just want to hear from you. They feel like they're the only ones putting in effort, and eventually they stopped. Because in reality, they probably love you, and you're not annoying, and they do want to see you, but they want you to put in some effort. Another question regarding friendships. Ronna K 42 said how almost everyone is secretly competitive in friendships. I couldn't disagree more. Of course, I know what you're talking about. I've had that exist. But I would say in almost all of my friendships, they're not competitive not the ones I prefer, not the ones that I find nourishing and nurturing and supportive. There is a a healthy level of competition, but those aren't the friendships that I'm looking to hold intimately. Rihanna Lucia Picks said, I've been thinking about this international trip you're planning. Okay, this is an idea that I have. Okay, obviously you know me intimately, and I want to know you intimately, and we might be the girlies in our friend group, that want to travel, and our friends like, yeah, let's totally go to Mexico, let's totally go to Portugal. But when it comes down to putting the credit card information in, they're like, yeah, I don't know, which is fine. But if you want more, you deserve more. So I'm like, what if we took a trip? What if, I don't know. It would have to be kind of small, like no more than 20. I feel like 15 is a good number. We all spent a week in Italy, in Greece, in Spain, wherever, Puerto Rico. And we went jumping off cliffs or on a boat ride or horseback riding went wine tasting like we just lived a little and we're hot sexy girlies living our best life so i'm coming up with this concept i put out a survey on my geneva and on instagram and i put it in the show notes of my last podcast just to gauge interest to be like where would you want to go when's a time in your schedule what's your budget for this i'm going to have a meeting with a company about it because honestly there was way more interest in it than i thought i was like oh we might have a handful of people i didn't know that y'all liked me like that it's very flattering uh and i think that'd be so fun because i will say i think i'm better in person i'll be honest (laughs) sharon says my vibrator is not enough i want a sneaky link but i fall in love so easily help oh sometimes you gotta protect yourself And maybe you just need to upgrade the vibrator. You know what I mean? Or, or you don't want a sneaky link. You want a relationship. Open yourself up to the concept of love. It doesn't need to be someone that you have casual sex with. If you fall in love easily, maybe you want to be in love. Maybe that's because you love being in love. And there's nothing wrong with that. So all of you are asking, you know, like very big sisterly advice then I go up to the top where my friends ones are these are what I get how bad we need to get dinner okay shout out Lauren I love you let's do it my boyfriend's dick frozen herbs moving out of my parents house to a different country the fact that I'm a flop existential dread ruminating thoughts depression penis they start and end with dick it be like that oh my god I think I'm in my like sexual era I've been feeling so sexual lately. I emotionally was early. like I was having boyfriends really young, but I wasn't sexually interested in people until maybe 18 or so. like t- and I feel bad saying that because I had a boyfriend, but I just hadn't I hadn't really evolved sexually yet. Um, all of my my actions that may though have been like objectively sexual were based out of desire and romance and less of like sexual desire. And more out of companionship, but as I've gotten older, it's just like, oh my God, no one tells you that as you age, that these desires become more evident. Maybe I don't know. Every single year, my sex drive just gets stronger and stronger and stronger, and that is unusual. And Dad, if you're listening to this episode, click off, please. Like I need a space to talk to the girlies about this. it's just nuts how (laughs) the thing is okay here's the reason I like in my personal life I feel like I talk about sex a lot but I don't on the podcast a because there's so many podcasts that talk about sex but more than that I would say it's because what if someone that i'm trying to sleep with or what if someone that i'm trying to date or what if someone that's interested in me has access to this and it's like i want to be able to tell you this myself i don't want this to be something that you find out because i was talking to the girlies about it it's one of the few cons of this this nature of work end of the day so what they hear it not the way i wanted them to i can get over it i also want to get into the questions if you listened to my last episode, you'll know that this episode is recorded two weeks early, because technically, by the time you're listening to this, I'll be in Europe. And so, I've done a lot of stream of consciousness, and now it's a Q&A, baby. That's what it is. Q&As are fun. I have so many questions from you all. But first, a word from today's sponsors. I'm a little bit of a drama queen but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. <laughs> and one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code Lexi L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com with promo code Lexi. You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? That's a cowboy boot and get a pair of Tacovas to help Tacovas is the real deal they're a really amazing brand their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create they're designed in austin tested in texas and made down in the boot making capital of the world leon mexico they're also fun they believe in western for all so when you go into a Tacova store you're greeted like family offered a boot shine and a drink even the hard stuff if you prefer and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on Tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Takova said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tecovas. Just use code Lexi at checkout. That's L-E-X-I-E. At checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at Tacovas.com. Point your toes west. Who's your fashion inspiration? I mean, the OG has always been Carrie Bradshaw. Valet, M, Valum, HDZD, and Lauren Turner are both asking for LA recommendations. Go, let's see, when you're coming from LAX, when you land, Go to the West. Oh, you got to go to Malibu. You have to go to Malibu. Go to the Malibu Country Mart and go to Cafe Habana. Go to Sun Life and get a smoothie. Go to Lucky's and have dinner and a dirty martini. Um, but you can also go to Billionaire's Row or Zuma. I mean, there's just oh, drive through the Malibu Canyon. That's one of my favorite things. Also, definitely go hiking. There's Fryman, there's Griffith. Griffith is gorgeous. Also, the Hollywood Reservoir is beautiful to walk around. As for restaurants, on the east side, I love Found Oyster. Get their scallop tostada. It is to die for. I also love their their oyster platter. I think All Time is one of my favorite restaurants. Get the ceviche. They make amazing vegetables. The order I would get at All Time is I would share a bottle of orange wine, the good-ass salad, the burrata toast the ceviche, and then get the side of mushrooms and the sweet potatoes. Fantastic. Also, I love Kismet. Bar Maruno on Sunset's really great. They have a good chicken. <laughs> you know who also sounds like a chicken? Horses in West Hollywood. But they are under press fire right now. For bars in Echo Park, there's Low Boy, and what is it called? What's the one next to Low Boy? It's right next to it. Also, Elysian Park is amazing. It looks like a jungle in there. Also in Silver Lake, if you're on sunset, there's a place called The Window that you can get a really cheap, good burger and fries. There's also a taco truck called Simone's or Simon's, and you should get the Al Pastor taco. Cafe Stella is a great, oh, it's closed, but Bar is still open. Get a dirty martini at Bar Stella, a classic place that people go late night or before night out jones in hollywood i love their orchetti pasta i also love their chopped salad i also like john and Vinny's. john and Vinny's is most well known for their spicy rigatoni but they have this corn sage butter pasta i forget what it's called but my god i think it's the best pasta i've ever had it's so good but of course you know like a margarita pizza there the the little gem caesar salad also, Croft, for breakfast, a good soft scramble, Clark Street Diner, also a good place, late night, in Los Feliz, if you were coming from, like, Tenants or Star Love or something, you could go to Fred 62, they have a really good grilled cheese and tomato soup, it just hits the spot at 2 in the morning, so those are some of my recs. Noel Derelic asked, why do boys breadcrumb? because boys are so, so, so scared of being exclusive. They're so scared of it. I feel like it's some of boys' biggest fears, committing to someone like that, and so they'll give you an inch, and you'll take it, but then they don't have to actually give you much. They're giving you crumbs because they're scared, but ultimately, you don't want a boy who's scared. You want a boy who's ready. Abby Woodward asked if I'd ever try ayahuasca or go on a retreat similar to that, yeah. Of course. I feel like that's so up my alley. I know that there's some controversy around it. However, that is all rumor to me. I, I have never looked into it. I have heard that ayahuasca finds you when you're ready. So I've similarly to de- how God apparently puts out cats for people when they're ready. Like there's a like a universal like cat. There's a term for it. Someone's going to know what I'm talking about. People acquire cats and become cat parents when they're ready like the universe just gives them to them like you end up parking in a spot where there's just randomly a litter of kittens by the dumpster and like suddenly you're your cat mom that's just how it happens but they say <laughs> I digress that that's how ayahuasca finds you so in tangent I'm just gonna go about my life until ayahuasca finds me I'm also gonna go on about my life until a cat finds me Noel derrick also asks, what's my experience with dating apps I've had a couple okay app dates. All of my favorite dates have definitely been from mutual friends just because they're already vetted. I also find it overwhelming to find someone on an app. They're exhausting to me. They're not energizing. They're not exciting to me. I don't like making the conversation. But my most effective tip has been to just have a quick chat and then have them go out. So let me go to my Hinge profile, because I think I have a prompt that has been working to just have people ask me out. Okay, so one of my written prompts is, the way to win me over is, and then the answer is, show me somewhere new. So easily, men are like, oh my God, there's there's this restaurant by Griffith Park that I've been dying to show someone, and then so we got breakfast there. Also, a really great dating tip, for apps that my friend told me is put your most annoying or potentially most deal-breaking traits on your profile. She has a dog, so she was saying when she made her Hinge profile, she made sure that she talked about loving dogs because she knew if someone didn't like dogs, they weren't gonna like her. The second one, she smokes weed every day. So she made sure that she incorporated within one of the photos or one of the prompts that she smokes weed. Because same thing, it is such a part of her and her routine that if someone's not into that, they're not going to like her. I know that a lot of guys are looking for someone who's a homebody that they can just hang out with. I'm a social butterfly, so I made sure to say in one of my prompts, the prompt was, I'll brag about you to my friends, and my answer is, if you're a bigger social butterfly than me, that way they know. I go out. I like to go out during the day. I like to go to parties at night. I'm someone who's socializing and I like to mingle and I like to make friends. And if that, if you're an introvert and you don't like people, you're not going to like me. If you're religious, incorporate that into there. If you do not like something or you really, really love something, something that would be notably controversial potentially or just a deal breaker, incorporate that. So that's some app advice. Alyssa Skye asked, hi Lex, so cute. Do you have any pre-birthday rituals or a little routine that you do before your birthday? On my birthday, I make sure that I do whatever I want. You know, some people will take the day off or they'll sleep in or they'll wake up early. I make sure that I have breakfast when I want, where I want. I make sure that everything from my socks to my underwear are my favorite because I'm celebrating me today and we're gonna do whatever we want If we wanna spend the whole afternoon laying at the park reading, that's what I'm gonna do. And by we, I mean me, myself, and I. If I wanna have champagne for breakfast, I will. If I wanna have croissants for dinner, I will. If I wanna have an all-nighter and play pool at a bar, I will, and that looks different every year. So for instance, on my birthday this year, I went to Pilates. I had also, one of my best friends flew in town and he took me to my favorite restaurant the night before and one of my other best friends came and met up and it was just a day of seeing my favorite people. Whereas I've also had birthdays where I woke up early in the morning and me and two of my friends, we went skiing and we spent the whole day skiing from sunup to sundown. I also had a day where a friend and I got bagels and we walked around all the different neighborhoods in downtown Manhattan and just window shopped and looked at different items, and tried stuff on in the dressing room. And I ended up buying myself one of my favorite purses. It's from Cara. Those who know know it's that black bucket bag with the seatbelt strap. I bought that I think on my 22nd birthday. Yeah, it was just a nice day. I hung out in the park with two friends. It was super low key. And then for my 23rd birthday, I got a table at the Boom Boom Room. So it was an entirely different experience. And we went to catch beforehand. Two entirely different styles. You know, from skiing to just window shopping to having a club night. When I was 21, I rented a house for a bunch of my friends on the beach. But it was so cold because my birthday is in March. So sometimes you get a gorgeous day and then sometimes it's truly on the brink of a snowstorm. I was born in a snowstorm, actually. So it's a little dicey. I just try to make my birthday my favorite day. And it is a day to be purely selfish Additional tip, in previous years, when people would text happy birthday, I would just let them all pile up and then, you know, say, oh, I'll answer them tomorrow or tonight. But then they were stressing me out. Just say thank you immediately. Because when you answer a text immediately, it doesn't warrant an extra response. If someone's like, happy birthday, I love you so much. And within seconds of them sending it to you, you're like, thank you with a bunch of heart emojis. Boom, good to go, easy. If they send you something nice and you don't say anything at all, you have to give them a little bit more for making them wait, is my belief. So it's been a lot less stressful, stress-free dare I say, to just answer immediately, to give the thank you so much, I love you right away. That was on my mood board for this year, to just answer texts as they come in because I will be doing something stupid. I'll be playing one of my app games and I'll see you know, a text from my friend saying, hey, can you send me the photos from last night? And I will see the text, know that I could easily stop playing Tetris, because I'm addicted to Tetris. It's so lame, whatever. Um, I could easily stop playing, send her the photos, but instead I'm like, no, I wanna keep playing my game. And then next thing you know, she's like two days later, not two days later, more like two hours later, like, hey, can you send these? I don't answer because now I'm just being stubborn. And then it's just it's then it's then a chore. Whereas when you do something immediately, it's not a chore. It seems like a chore, but then when you realize that it takes you 60 seconds, you're so glad that you did it and nothing's hanging over your head. That's a lesson that I'm always learning in life. Whenever I avoid something out of it seeming like a chore and then learning that it was more of a chore to not do it right away than it would have been to just immediately do it, Anyone else learning that lesson all the time? Or Raquelite? What has made you feel new again? What a great question. What has made me feel new again? Being in therapy. I was feeling buried. I was feeling so sluggish. It felt like I was moving through molasses to get simple things done. And I feel reinvigorated. I feel new. Ariane M asked, Do you see yourself writing a novel or fiction one day? I don't know if I see myself writing fiction. Maybe it would be technically considered fiction if I swap out the names and the details of personal stories. I've Ever since reading Black Swans, I've wanted to have a short collection of stories, but I wonder what that will look like. I'm still very much in the phase of my life of collecting stories and collecting experiences. And there's nothing wrong with writing a book when you're young. But I'd like to wait a little bit longer. Sanazi asked, what are your favorite colors to wear? I love wearing white. I love it. I like bright colors for sure. But white's my favorite. Soldier 5000 asked, what's your favorite little treat? I mean, if we're saying favorite of all time, since I was a little kid, ice cream in a cone. Best little treat. Trying to think of what's a better little treat than ice cream in a cone on a hot summer day. Maybe popcorn at the movies? Daisy Valencia asked, how do you react to disrespect or do you let karma do its job? Good question. How do I react to disrespect? I first have to quickly identify if this is coming intentionally or unintentionally because if someone unintentionally disrespected me, I will either blow it off or have no problem correcting it because they didn't mean it. And this can even be nonverbal, just like a kind of like a furrow brow and a turn of the head. Like, did you mean what you just said? Also, you can kind of use that approach if someone is doing it intentionally when they purposely disrespect you, you kind of look confused. Like, did you just say what I think you just said? Did you just do what I think you just did? But if it's disrespect, like someone being an asshole driver, I'm going to let karma do its thing. At the most, I'll give them, what, a thumbs down? I'm not really one to flip the bird. I'm, I'm a big thumbs down girl for other drivers. If it's someone I'm intimately close to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to handle that with a conversation. If it's someone intentionally trying to hurt me, it's a projection of themselves. It is a case-by-case basis. Amy Noonan wants to know how I've been treating my PCOS, so I treat it with medication, however I recently learned that my birth control and that medication do not interact well and it can sometimes make the PCOS medication ineffective. And then I talked to my doctor about it and they were like, nah, it's fine, I'm like, is it though? I exercise, I sleep well, I have a lot of fun in my life but ultimately I do try to live a pretty holistically healthy one. I drink a ton of water, I have a lot of fruits and vegetables. I don't take any supplements specifically for it. I also follow a couple people online that have PCOS. No one that I've found online has really changed the game for me yet. I'm managing it, but I'd like to get rid of it. We need one final question. Dream Guest. Dream Guest on this podcast is also from Daisy Valencia. All right, Dolly Parton, Barack Obama, Oprah. This is fun to think about. I'm gonna think about this on the ride home. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you love this episode. If you do, it'd mean a lot if you went onto the podcast app and left me a little five star review, a little review that I could read. It'd be amazing. And I'm on the internet on TikTok, Instagram, but I am also here every week. And I'm posting my European travels on Instagram right now, as I assume. And I hope you're loving that as well. Other than that, I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Take care. XOXO. Lexi. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.